Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode number 52 for the 2nd of August 2007. Hi James. Hi Ian, how's it going? Going well. Brilliant, brilliant. On couch number 52. Yeah, on the couch podcast 52 where we talk about all things to do with digital media, entertainment, distribution and other stuff. So exactly. what's the format again Ian? Remind me. Well we're going to go through UK news, international news, talk about what's happening in delivering content generally, IPTV, mobile TV, gaming and other stuff. Exactly, as we always do. And uh, hopefully there'll be a little bit of a snippet of entertainment in there. Do send us your news and views. To feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Brilliant. So, first of all, a bit of UK news. Um, well, it's got a lot of UK news smattered around here because we're quite media savvy over here in the UK. It's all happening. Um, um, a strange manoeuvre here. Uh, B-Sky-B, satellite operator in the UK, has mm-hmm. recently acquired Amstrad, which is, a, I guess, a consumer brand. Um, yep. Lots of speculation as to why that might be the case. Um, principally, oh, I think I Amstrad answer, is... I 75% of Amstrad's business goes through Sky. Exactly. Um, there's, I've stuff. heard some stuff about lawsuits and things like that. Maybe it was just a buyout uh, or some secret stuff in the initial deals. So. With, cause, I mean, actually, when I first started in this industry years ago, uh, I was working for a company that made the LMBs mm-hmm. for first when Sky was actually doing analog stuff and it was like this is impossible this is military technology and it was a military military electronics company and Amstrad so you know okay we'll get you to do that and it was very much turning swords into plowshares as that was the uh, (laughs) as as that went there but that was yeah really it was quite amazing actually because it was basically microwave electronics stuff Mm. compact cheap could it be done and and it was Mm -hmm. done so uh, there we go so Sky eats Amstrad what's your theory well 70% 70% of Amstrad's profits right. come from Sky. They're paying too much. So Sky's looking at this <laughs> going, hang on a tick. If we pay really extra for the company, we can obviously cut down the cost of their yeah. boxes. Well, I guess that subscriber acquisition cost, the old SAC, as mm-hmm. I like to refer to it, is an important uh, measure of, of any mm-hmm. pay TV operator is how much it costs to get them, of which the cost of the box is a key part. Yep, and for reasons that no one's quite sure of, 30% of all Sky boxes are purchased by Sky from Amstrad. So if they can get 30% of their box costs at, I don't know, let's imagine they've got yeah. a, I don't think they have a big margin. Let's say it's 10 or 15% mm. cheaper. And uh, it's probably a good well, investment. I guess it's more, more probably control. visibility of the... I mean, again, I remember when I first started in the military kind of business, it was fairly standard to say, this is what we want you to do, and you can make 8% profit. Oh, right. And you must disclose all your costs. Right. Uh, so it's like cost plus. So yeah. I guess they'll have that visibility with Amstrad. And maybe it's a good way of them measuring... Who else is maybe screwing them on box prices or right, not? Yes. Um, so that's probably a good thing. Um, I mean, Amstrad, Pace, and Thompson aren't too happy about Amstrad being owned by yeah. Sky. And I also maybe it's something to do with support and maintenance as well and distribution because Amstrad obviously right. has distribution into the marketplace. Maybe they're looking at going into other domains. Sky is not just a broadcaster now; they're doing broadband, all sorts mm-hmm. of things. So, mm-hmm. watch and watch and see what happens with that. Um, maybe they'll kill off the uh, Alan Sugar's emailer product but <laughs> maybe they that went a long time ago maybe they won't so a bit of a uh, bit of uh what's the word? anecdotal stuff for yeah. our international listeners uh, alan sugar who owns amstrad is a did. kind of did own amstrad yeah, yeah. is a well-known business uh entrepreneur in the uk and he's the guy in the uk that is the character on 
apprentice. Yeah, the Donald yeah. Trump yeah. kind of. He's exactly. not exactly Donald Trump. To <laughs> no. There is no sugar <laughs> towers. <laughs> but, uh, That's right. So, uh, but he's apparently still going to be doing. Uh, his gig on The Apprentice, but he won't be getting a job at Amstrad anytime soon through The Apprentice. There we go. Very interesting. For okay. us, at least. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, international news. Um, yeah, we've got a couple of things here. AT&T, who have been rolling out their Uverse service, which is uh, Fiber. Right. Uh, now we've is this this Fios thing I've heard about, or something yeah, else? Yeah, Fiber to the... It's Fios. I think it's something about Fiber into the optical something service. Mm-hmm. Very cl- Fiber to the curb, I think, is the... Or fiber I to think the home. that is exactly it. Now, the, they've been working through different areas in America, right? basically saying to the county councils, if that's the right term, hey guys, uh, we're rolling out new uh, telecommunications infrastructure. Right. And they've gone, oh, really? Okay, that's fantastic. Go for it. That's cable, they've said. Well, now they've said, in fact, uh, that it's not actually just telecommunications, it's actually cable TV. Um, right. Now, it is IPTV, but it's not, you know, strictly speaking... No, it's it's again the legislators unable to catch up with that's kind right. of how things are delivered these days. And, and a, there's a bit of a kind of historical uh, mm-hmm. background to this. The, the FCC has set out these franchises so that you can right. only actually have a certain number or even one cable provider in one area. Consumer choice, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Why we don't quite know, but nevertheless, AT and T have done a fairly good job up to this point of saying. No, no, no! It's just, uh, it's just right. IP. It's just internet, and we're having to run video of it, just okay, like YouTube. Okay, so this is so really a fight for the subscriber because they can say, "Oh, we're just delivering IP." Johnson yes. TV. They can say that's to right, the guy who's going. Yeah. <laughs> so it is introducing a bit of competition. So exactly. surely that's good for consumers. I would have thought so, and they've been going pretty well up till now. As in, they've been going yeah. doing doing these deals to say, "Look, you know, mm. it's um, it's just it's just IP, and we're going to do some video over it." But hey, that's that's no big deal. Yeah. Don't worry about us. But having said that, I mean, AT and T certainly some of the, we haven't got any iPhone news this episode. But I mean, people have been rallying against the iPhone against of, the iPhone. Well, uh, I think the AT and T aspect of it. Oh right, so the fact from a customer. Well, not the, it's the customer service side, and right. I guess AT and T isn't renowned for customer service that seems to be the right. general mm-hmm. but this trying to give some choice to consumers and I guess there is an element of choice you don't have to go cable you can have satellite that's true so there is a there is a little bit of choice there um, other news over in uh, the US of A is TiVo has announced a a software update to the DirecTV TiVo and I think they also launched right. the TiVo HD which was you know, mm-hmm. a low price thing I, had a, I actually had a look at this low price HD TiVo alright what's it like $299 is that low price but then it's plus it's pretty reasonable. $299 lifetime subscription or oh, $15.95 no, really? a month for the TiVo guide service as well right so um, and these upgrades to DirecTV's TiVo I think Know, to be honest, I'm surprised they haven't had. A, is this a major update? Or I mean, they've got 2.6 million customers using TiVo at the moment mm-hmm. at DirecTV, so they're just sort of upgrading the feature set and so kind of a software upgrade. I guess most of it is probably fixing bugs and stuff, but uh, adding it seems some. Quite amazing features. they've done such a major press release about a software update. Well, I suspect it was a TiVo press release rather than a oh, DirecTV yes, one. That's right. <laughs> probably yeah, they're saying no, we're uh, still here. It's okay. Yeah, I'm all TiVo the shows. message from DirecTV HQ appears to be "Don't bail on us yet, TiVo users." Um, right. I guess because people, it is a very people who hear about TiVo are very, you know, very strong with the it's brand. Very loyal to, to their TiVo, yeah. Aren't they? yeah. Um, so they're they're including three much needed updates: web-based scheduling or remote booking, so you can look on the internet and book it at home. Um, 
recently deleted folder feature so I guess you can recover stuff you've deleted mm. and overlap protection which I guess is to stop you if you're recording two events that you right. don't chop off the beginning of one and the end of the other right. so, uh, that's handy which sounds like a bug fix to me other stuff going on um, satellite news again this time EchoStar in the so US EchoStar are the second largest satellite provider in the US Mm-hmm. And uh, they've. You've actually got an email about this, James. Well, I'm right? not sure if it is. It sounds uncannily connected. Um, but actually, the one I had was more related to, I think, European stuff. I got an unsolicited email. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm looking at the right or wrong sites, depending on how you look at it, um, from a company offering me a satellite receiver which would receive everything for free. Um, obviously, on its own, it doesn't, but you can download software. It's <laughs> uh, freely available. And this is uh, a, looks like a similar case right. where. Echostar and the US have taken a, I mean, from the name of the guy, Jung Quack, it sounds like a Korean spin-out right. providing set-top boxes which are can be upgraded to receive anything for free with no smart cards and obviously no paying. Um, mm-hmm. So, understandably... I reckon um, there's two million of them out there. That's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> <That's a> lot. <laughs> but Mr. Quack is confident he will prevail in the uh, lawsuit. Good luck, um, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I, I guess this is this is similar to suing Mr. Smith and Wesson for for killing lots of people. He's saying, "Well, I'm just providing the guns and ammo. I'm not actually downloading the stuff from the internet. It's like the guns right. are the set-top box, and the ammo is the special software you can download <laughs> right. and put in it." Okay, um, so it's a fine line, but isn't isn't the the act of enabling someone to be able to pirate things the wrong thing? Well, yeah, I mean, it is a bit dubious. I mean, it's clearly wrong, and someone yes. should, he shouldn't be making money off it. It is, you know, it is an act of piracy. I, I would say, but then I'm not a lawyer. Um, <laughs> so why Echostar waited until there was two million kicking around before they did something about it. Yeah, if there are two million, but I'm sure Mr. Quack will be very happy. <laughs> if very there happy. are, is it two million? million? Well, no one's paid me for two million. Um, <laughs> that's right. Here we go. Ooh. All right, so uh, the other news that's big in the US at the moment is that... Uh, and I think this is a content story, potentially. You know what? I reckon you're probably right. So we can um, move it into the content yeah. section. And this is the FCC auctioning the 700 megahertz auction, which is um, essentially when they switch off analog TV, I think, isn't it? They're, they're planning on pitching exactly. up the, um, the UHF and VHF spectrum to whoever wants it. And the magic about 700 megahertz is that... Uh, unlike 2.4 gigahertz, which is used for mm. Wi-Fi, 700 megahertz goes through pretty much everything. Through and over. Which is just and absolutely round. glorious for getting yeah. stuff out there, which is why we picked it for TV, and, you know? Yeah, and all these things in homes and in buildings, and yeah, it's a pretty handy thing to get. And obviously, uh, Google has opened the bidding, I think. Well, they've the, popped uh, their hands in the air and said, well, you know, if you make it open to everybody and allow... Uh, I've heard they put something like something wacky like four or five billion dollars. They've said we'll really? do. Yeah, I mean, Jeez. put some huge amount. So maybe they can say, well, we can just offer every, everybody everything for free over this new. Much in the same way that we heard about AT and T earlier is looking to try and oh, we can offer you internet services. I mean, mm. Google boys could offer it everywhere. <laughs> That's right, and voice and <laughs> anything you name anything, it. I yeah. mean, okay, it's probably only one way network, but then maybe the the it, it's is it just broadcast or can you receive and you know? Well, there's obviously a lot to broadcast it, with a Wi-Fi back end. They've got lots of Wi-Fi stuff mm-hmm. around the San Francisco area. Um, so they reckon they're going to auction off about 80 megahertz worth of spectrum later on this year. I mean, this will be interesting because I think this is the first time we've seen an auction of 
the previously analog free-to-air TV spectrum going somewhere in the world. Is that right? I haven't seen any other is ones. Is it? And is it more of a consultation well, than an auction? Yeah, they're, I mean, they're talking at the moment, but they're planning on auctioning it yeah. later on this year. Well, they've got to free it up first, so it is a ostensibly forward-looking statement, isn't it? So, well, absolutely, um, it's going to be a couple of years, and I mean, I've seen other stories. Put, you know, and there's a public safety license as well as part of this, where anyone who builds the license has to guarantee to have you know, it's like 99.3 percent coverage of the U.S. population within the first 10 years and stuff like that. Right. So whether that's kind of you have to have that as well. Hmm. Um, looking through all this stuff. Um, but I think, you know, clearly Google have the money and they could do something from a commercial license perspective. Yes. That must be um, making AT&T a bit scared. Like, yeah. Um, mind you, these, these things go for billions and billions and billions but of it's dollars. For consumers, the most exciting action concerns the commercial block, 62 megahertz of spectrum, due to be auctioned off in various sizes and regional divisions. This is where companies like Google hope to see four conditions applied. Open applications, open devices, open services, and open networks. Um I so think the FCC have come back and said, no, you don't have to wholesale it to anybody. So, yeah, so I think this seems to be more of a consultation and, and people yeah, so saying, look, we, we would do this with it, we would do that with it. Uh, I, I would think the UK, they've had a bit of a rethink after they had the consultation because <laughs> they didn't you know, didn't think anyone would be that interested. So that's all go. A um, bit more Google news, but in the guise of YouTube, mm-hmm. what's going on with that, Ian? Uh, well, I mean, we've seen how there's about a 422 million different lawsuits against YouTube at the moment approximately give or take yeah and uh they're fundamentally people are complaining about their copyrighted material being available on youtube and uh, they've said for a long time hey we're bringing in this stuff where we'll be able to tell if it's copyrighted yeah. or not and pull it down automatically uh and i expect that was one of the conditions of google buying yeah YouTube, it was a forward-looking this, statement this technology is you know definitely yeah. coming definitely coming uh, so they're saying now in september they'll have what they call fbi quality video fingerprinting uh, so whatever that means well, yeah it says once a holder provides a p- particular piece of content the system will generate a fingerprint capable of identifying it then if anyone right. tries to upload the content to YouTube the site will shut down within a minute or so on the user's machine so does um, that mean that you have to put this fingerprint in your content before it goes somewhere else so that, that they can seems find a bit, the fingerprint I mean it could be an audio fingerprint like a sub channel mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. yeah it suggests you need to insert something which presumably will survive um, the transcoding when it goes up onto YouTube mm. or we looked for so um, mm. well, is it steganography the art of putting hiding messages within other messages I thought that's when you took notes in shorthand but anyway is it or is it some dinosaur <laughs> this is the question we have on this week's episode steganography <laughs> yes <laughs> what is it uh, send dinosaur your, send your answers send into feedback at on the couch podcast.com <laughs> Uh, so in, anyway, interesting to see that YouTube are trying to do something about unauthorized content going up on the site. So September, we'll see if all of a sudden all these popular stuff are automatically yeah. dropping out or if it doesn't work. So they did have something already, which used a hash technology, which is, I mean, a hash, as I understand it, is a kind of a signature on a file mm-hmm. that if the file is changed anyway, the hash is then you can see uh, it's changed. Is, is wrong. Essentially, right, you compute right. the hash and you say, actually, something's changed. It's not the real thing. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, they had that originally, but then people were fooling the hash system with small changes in the video and right. not, because I mean, it, it wasn't changed one one bit of the video and it changes, they were changing little bits and pieces. So, um, interesting, I'm sure. Mobile. Uh, I'd say it's, you know, is it a bad day for mobile TV? I think... Bad um, week, I should say. I think the, it's very sad. The lobster got it. <laughs> <laughs> so I boiled and, the lobster. Uh, we, uh, we reported on this story a long time ago about how 
And I, I mean, I don't know about hot and cold on mobile TV. I've been fairly cold on it. I mean, and I don't think this is not DVB-H, as I understand it. This is um, 2.5G or 3G. It's DMB. It's DMB, is it? Yep. Okay, tell me, tell me more. Uh, well, I mean, in terms of mobile television, I think it's one of those things that it's going to come whether you like it or not, in the same way that all, almost every phone these days has a camera in it whether you like it or not. Yep. I think it's going to be one of those sort of things. So I, was gonna, I think it's going to happen. In this particular case, BT has closed its Movio service for Virgin Mobile phone users after signing fewer than 10,000 subscribers to the Lobster service. Yeah. So BT, I mean, Virgin were reselling it, weren't they? Basically, That's the right. BT service. Was, so they killed Virgin branded yeah. service. So the UK has about 45 million users of mobile phones and uh, 10,000 10, lobsters. <laughs> I reckon they have a stack of those in a warehouse somewhere. But it was a very strange shaped phone. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't called kind of a lobster for nothing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Is that a lobster in your <laughs> trousers, or are you just pleased to see me? I can see that. That's right. That would be yeah. Uh, so that's I think that's uh, as an experiment that's a bit unfortunate. I mean, we see a lot of trials around the world, uh, people having a go with mobile television, uh, and in this case, mm. I guess they got a result which is no. But they're saying it could be a you know, like a cultural gap. I mean, in South Korea, ten uh, percent yeah, of the population right. uses yeah. TV-enabled handsets, whether they're yeah. watching TV. Um, but I think also it's probably the the nature of the coverage as well because mm-hmm. I mean, in London, you can't even make a phone call when you go on the underground. Network, you know, the right. metro, the tube, well, even the, the subway. To be honest. You, you know, you can't make a call. Um, yep. Whereas in places like Korea, Hong Kong, whatever, I mean, you're you're fully wired, you're in touch the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess they've got the data bandwidths as well, so people can watch broadcast yep. content. Whereas in the UK, things like Lobster, you have to be in a very strong signal. Um, True, but I think I mean I I actually liked the fact that they used existing spectrum that was left over from DMB that they. Um, uh, hired from someone. Uh, they, you know, brought out a handset. So they were, they were definitely so trying to solve the problem now. Most mm. other countries are doing trials, but are basically expecting to have to wait until uh, the analog switch off to get some spectrum to actually do it properly. So, mm. you know, good on for good on for having a go, getting out there and um, seeing what people like. I mean, it's all learning. You know, yeah, as, I, as an industry, we have to find out what customers do like, uh, so that we can yeah. try it. So I mean, do that, it that is next time. the proportion of. UK's mobile phone users, of which there are 45 million who watch broadcast TV on their mobile at least once a month, was 0.7%. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I guess it's going to be a bit lower now. <laughs> uh, and they're basically saying, you know, quality and reliability was an issue. Right. Price was another issue. But um, I guess things right. like DVB-H and the spectrum, the mm-hmm. being able to mm-hmm. punch the signal through walls reliably mm-hmm. and receive it is going to be a key part of this actually working. And I think... Yeah, the technology has to be transparent if you have to yeah it just has to work you know yeah, right you don't, no matter what I mean TV unfortunately is regarded as a kind of lifeline service you don't have to reboot your TV and nope, you just um, it's on switch it on, it's on, it's on and, and it's there you change channels and it just works yeah, change channel and it should change channel I mean how hard can it be um, so uh, IPTV Mm. Serious lack of serious, <laughs> serious, <laughs> lack, serious lack of it have I turned on, have I turned on my BT vision box recently uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I must check to see if I recorded Heroes. Jeez, we can't, even, we can't even make up any news. I've given up trying to use it. Uh, really? Well, I, I told you last time we, we mm. did the podcast about how the, the lady in the call centre told me it was rubbish. <laughs> so, uh, you know, <laughs> That's right. what hope do we have? Where do you go from there? Not exactly, exactly. Nowhere, really. um, I'm sure they'll update the software and the service will get better and... Yeah, but then I haven't turned my PS3 on for a while either. Right. I did update the software on it, but that was about mm-hmm. it. So well, apparently they do have 10,000 customers in BT Vision. 
20,000 it was. 20,000. Well, it's twice as many as there's lobsters are out there. <laughs> exactly. Mondo. Yeah, um, Sony uh, announced a... Or didn't announce. I've heard rumours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this was some... Uh, a chap in uh, Sony New Zealand, I think it was, mentioned. Yeah, I reckon that, he was uh, speaking out of turn, but... I think he probably was. <laughs> I but I mean, they do plan anyway. on launching, and I've heard this from a number of sources, a... Uh, 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 terrestrial TV tuner so DVB-T mm-hmm. tuner presumably and I would guess an ATSC based one as well right um, for the PS3 to turn it into some kind of PVR um, now how much disk space has it got it's got 80, 80 gig 60 60 standard um, so it's not a it's not a lot no. um, but you can add external disks yeah I guess USB on the USB 2 I guess I mean they're yeah I guess so they're looking to try and turn it into a real, real media center. And your metadata can all be delivered over broadband. So absolutely, so you can um, have a really nice service, and the graphics can be obviously fantastic yeah. with all that processing power. Uh, so you'd think you'd be able to do some. You'd even be able to watch a little TV in a window while you're playing games. Even that sounds fantastic. Yeah, or browse the web while you're watching TV or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you can all sorts of things. Could and could Sony's been hit with a lawsuit for the PS3 as well, apparently, or for the cell processor yeah, as well, which is a bit... Some, I mean, I've, I've read the, the, you know, kind of overall statement about what they're trying to sue for, like a, you know, multi-processor shared memory type system, and I'm thinking that sounds like most things in the universe <laughs> these days. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway. Something with sand in it, which has been formed <laughs> into a silicon substance. Yes. So um, I think that's actually really cool about the PS3. That's going to be very Depends on, I mean, the average USB 2, it could be a USB stick as well. So it's, yeah, not, a, it's not a big jump, is it? I mean, yeah, you, right. you can get them for Jeez, 20, 30 euros. I was looking at uh, a guy on eBay was selling a 32 gig flash stick for around 40 pounds. Buy it now? <laughs> I almost did. No, no. Was it buy now or was it bid? And I think it was buy now. And I was, yeah, it was buy now for, it must have been 44 pounds, I think. Yeah. Forty-four pounds, and you get thirty-two gigabytes. And I even checked with him: Are you sure this is actually really thirty-two gigabytes? And is it one stick, right? or is it is it, is it thirty-two? <laughs> you <plug> Fifty in. <laughs> no, no, you see, and he assured me that uh, it's amazing. Was, uh, which is interesting because the last last big memory stick I got was sixteen gig, which I thought was the biggest thing in the world, and that was like yeah, I don't know, a few months ago now, three months ago. Uh, and already you can get thirty-two gig sticks. So you can imagine it's a monster, isn't it? It's not going to take another yeah. year or two before you can get. 200 gig sticks and yeah. you, know, you can stick well, I mean, all your content uh, together. Still, I mean, I guess maybe I'm holding out my next laptop that I buy. What I would like to think is, is going to have solid state drive in it. Now, you can already get mm. those from uh, Alienware and things like that, but they're expensive and yeah. you get relatively small sizes. Yep. Um, I heard some people talking about how uh, Seagate's new drives, Vista was supposed to have this amazing fast boot yeah, from a disc, and it hasn't happened. happened. The discs are there, but apparently, Vista, you know, really? I, I still haven't seen Vista working. I mean, <laughs> I don't think many people have. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's an aside. So, yeah, I mean, these things are supposed to be happening. So, I mean, a PlayStation 3 DVR, to be honest, it couldn't be any worse than my BT Vision box. If you had a DVD teacher and you could plug into your PS3, and you had some more disk space, I guess. You'd essentially yeah. have everything. Well, but then if I've got a broad, fast... HD even. If I can do a fast broadband network and get stuff on demand, why mm-hmm. do I need to store it locally? You know what? That's a very good question. If it's there and I've, yep. you know, it's on my shelf or whatever and I can access it any time. Yep. We're seeing a lot of stuff today coming on. Uh, I've, I've tried the, um, I guess, the, the B, uh, BBC iPlayer. Mm-hmm. Um, Bit kind of slow and difficult to use, and really? logging in twenty five times, and uh, you know. But I managed to get my episode of Little Britain or something, and right, cool, does seem to work. Um, 
but I mean very very laborious to right. find it and stuff and so if it's just online um Sony Home Service, I heard now, has got some um, mm-hmm. Nike, I think, and some others. People have agreed to set up little shops. So this is another virtual world, I believe, in Sony sorry, Home. Sony Home, yeah. That's Sony, Sony you... Home, yeah. So if I'd said it correctly, <laughs> you would have got it in. There we go. Where you... Uh, it's like a Second Life type thing, but on the PS3, is that right? Yeah, well, I believe so. I mean, it's supposed mm. to be launching in the fall. Autumn. Autumn, yeah. Is. That's it. <laughs> We're so multilingual, aren't we? Uh, Even then. Because in Australia, because... Uh, in business terms, we don't always, have the fall. We always talk about Q1, Q2, yeah, Q3, Q4 because everyone goes the autumn. It's like whose autumn? Your autumn, my autumn. Like which <laughs> the Northern European <laughs> reference points. Yeah, always. Uh, did you have a map that was upside down on the wall? Yeah, because you know, Australia is actually at the top, and the rest yeah, of the world exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I mean PlayStation Three. Good. I must get another game for the PlayStation Three. I must admit. I mean, there's. Uh, it's meant to be a few good party games come out for the Wii, which I'm... Yeah, but actually, I, I was... Um, I invited my neighbours around eventually for uh, for dinner last night, and we I said, you know, let's go and play a bit of Wii, because mm-hmm. I've got the four controllers now. How do you go Wii. with four things? It's a bit manic, but it's the difference um, when you get them to actually design a me. Otherwise, they're just... And these... I, this, right, my neighbours, I don't strike me as gamers. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I said, yeah, let's go and play tennis. So we went out and uh-huh. we played a bit. But once they've... And they're just looking at these weird things bobbling around on the screen. But once you've designed your me, you're there. That's part of you. Yeah. And then it becomes yeah. far more involving if yeah. you've got a little character. You can see you running around the screen. It's like... Well, it's not with no arms. And, I mean, they've got hands. It's a bit like raving <laughs> rapids. I haven't seen it. Rayman. You've Rayman, got hands yeah. and feet, but no, nothing else. Um... So it's a bit weird, but yeah, people do participate more once it's, mm. they have a persona. I think that's the difference with the the Wii. PS3 allegedly is going to have something like that in home, right? Um, where you have a, an avatar or a character, and you can trick it out with things from various games and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can carry a big weapon from uh, some game, uh, Alien Death Swarm Seven or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> um, and that's that's kind of all going there. Uh, Fantastic! That sounds good. What else? We've got a bit of random news here. On, well, I, had a, um, I had a random article that I thought was just interesting that uh, Hitachi, who you almost never hear anything about, yeah, is uh, bringing out the world's first Blu-ray disc camcorder. And I think, uh, I think this is interesting, not because, uh, not because they're bringing out a camcorder, but because if you want to get some sort of traction behind a format, you kind of need it everywhere. You mean, you need it so yeah. ubiquitous that you're just going, well, why would I do with anything else? And, and when you have Blu-rays in your... PS3, when you have Blu-ray players, when you have it in mm. your Sony laptop, and when you have a Blu-ray recorder in your camcorder, and you can do HD directly to Blu-ray and then pop mm. it in your Blu-ray player, you're starting to get some sort of momentum behind uh, behind a particular format. Uh, so that's why I thought this was an interesting story. We're just looking at this, a 30 gig disc and an 8 centimeter Blu-ray disc writer in the same package. It seems... Probably has a very real life of about 10 minutes. But then it says, well, yeah, I, mean, uh, I guess I don't know how much power it takes to do a Blu-ray or power Blu-ray, but it says an hour of 1080p video mm-hmm. on the Blu-ray disc or wow. four hours on the 30 gig disc. So the eight centimeter Blu-ray disc must mm-hmm. have a capacity of what, about eight or nine, um, eight or nine gig, eight or nine gigabytes, right? which doesn't seem a lot. Doesn't sound like. Oh, I mean, where are we now? You know, eight gigabytes. That's nothing. It's <laughs> <That's> around <laughs> Um So I mean, I think that's maybe someone in Japan will buy them. Clearly, but Hitachi, as you say, <laughs> Hitachi. I mean, I can't. What other things does Hitachi make? I mean, they make they make lots of consumer electronic stuff, but generally on the cheaper end. You know, with the market where 
know, they stereos and stuff. Yeah, stereos and DVD players and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I haven't seen. I mean, it's not. Yeah, as you say, it's not known for. I guess they're they're market they're bleeders. Not, not known for their quality products. You know. Yeah. Well, I guess this is obviously quite a tricky thing to squeeze to get into one package. Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't say that it weighs four kilograms. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say that at all. Um, interesting. Yeah. Indeed. Indeedy. Indeedy. Um, Okay, well, uh, any other wacky news? Brought any gadgets recently, apart from this amazing recording device? No, we've, we've updated our podcast recording equipment, but aside from that, I mean, feeling much a gadget-free zone. Gadget-free we zone. We do have to talk about our sister podcast, Digital Vision, Yep. Uh, where we actually talk with uh, Louisa Heinrich from the BBC this week okay, about what they're doing with interactive television and usability and how the BBC... Uh, try and deliver interactive content on all these different platforms all at the same time. Another great so episode, like the last one on magazines. Are they dead? Uh, digital Vision. Um, Tune in to digitalvisionpodcast.com. And you'll find that on the same feed as on the couch podcast.com. Indeed. Well, it's been one of those weeks. Pretty busy. <laughs> Pretty busy, and we'll look forward to catching up with you all on episode 53. All right. Cheers from Ian. And cheers from James. Bye. Bye.